Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 120 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Wow, 120 episodes. This just literally blows my mind. I can't even believe it. And another thing that blows my mind is this month in March, I am celebrating yet another year of sobriety. You know, time really flies when you're having fun. And this year marks my fourth year of sobriety. I can't even believe it. Um, I think the statement, what a difference a year makes, is a complete understatement. Um, if we do a little recap of last year or my situation last year around this time, let's just take a trip down memory lane, shall we? Well, first of all, we were just getting into this whole pandemic quarantine situation. So that was fun. Um, I was also dumped. That was really cool. Uh, and then add insult to injury. Um, I got viciously attacked by one of my ex drunk roommates. I ended up in the hospital because I had a broken nose from her attacking and punching me. So yeah, um, in a bit of a different place, I could say, with all, with all honesty, in a much better place this time around. <laughs> um, and you know what? Last year, at three years of sobriety, I was so shit hot. I'm not gonna lie. I thought I had everything figured out, that life was just going to go downhill from here, it was going to be easy peasy, and then, you know, you know how just life likes to just throw you a curveball, or mm, seven, Um, 
that is exactly what happened. Um, so now, looking back at the year, it was incredible. Don't get me wrong. I'm not just sitting here complaining or, you know, belly aching. It was probably one of the most expansive, albeit hard, um, challenging years of my entire life. Um, it definitely made me question my sobriety from time to time. Um, but thankfully it did not slip. Even though there were days when I just really wanted to hit the fuck it button, like really, I just really pulled through and looked at the bigger picture and what I really wanted for my life. And so I kind of wanted to, to talk about that. Like, how do you even get started in sobriety? Like, why? Why would you even get started in sobriety or recovery or, you know, even being sober curious? Whatever you want to label it, go ahead, slap that, that sticker on it. It's fine by me. Um, but I was thinking about, like, why? Why would, why would you want get, to get started? Why would you want to kind of dip your toe in the sober curiosity pool? Well, for me, well, let's, let's rewind the tape here. Uh, four years ago, I was living in LA. I was very much alone, even though I would deny it to the cows came home. Um, I was working as a full-time DJ. Um, didn't love my job at all. Actually, I was just doing it for the money. And we all know if you're just doing just doing a job for the money, ugh, it can get really draining really quickly. And then you start to get resentful. And then you do things because, you know, you're resenting yourself at the end of the day and your life choices. And then it's just like a vicious circle, right? You're just continuously abandoning yourself and your ideas and your your truth and your honesty, right? So that's what was going on. I wasn't really doing anything in my life that I actually enjoyed. I actually didn't even know what I had enjoyed to this point. Um, I was kind of just going along, you know, Saying that you're a DJ sounds really cool. It does. It's really impressive. People love it. Um, and it's it's fun until it's not. And I definitely took advantage of that. I took advantage of the lifestyle. I mean, I come on. I was in, I was encouraged to drink every time I DJed. You know, I was I was the life of the party, and that gets really taxing when you really don't want to be there. I was surrounded by people I didn't really care to get to know or even really could have the chance because let's be honest, in a club situation, you're not having that honest, real conversation. <laughs> like, not even close. And then so that continued to trickle down in my life, right? Like, so that where I was spending most of my time, I was also attracting those kind of people. And it just was like, it was like wiping your ass with a hoop. It was just, it never ended. I never could get off this hamster wheel of who I really wanted to be. Because in essence, I didn't even freaking know. I didn't even know what 
I wanted and what would make me feel good or where I wanted to be or where I even needed to put the work in to get to where I wanted to be. So if you are sitting there thinking, hmm, I kind of want to get sober. I kind of think I should stop drinking. I think it's hindering my life. I got a couple questions for you. Think about what you want. We are so damn good at figuring out what we don't want. Flip that bitch around. Flip it on its ass. What do you want? You can do this. I mean, everyone knows what they don't want, right? So you can do this in an easier way. Think of what you don't want and then come up with the opposite of that. So if you don't want to wake up hungover every day, what is the opposite of that? Well, in order to be hungover, you need to be consuming alcohol. So if you don't want to wake up hungover, don't drink the night before or the day before. There we go. So try and think of what you want. What you actually want from your life. And don't don't limit this. Like don't play small with this. You have your thoughts because you you want them. Those are your desires. Your thoughts are going to be completely different than my thoughts or your friend's thoughts or your work colleague's thoughts and what what you want. State state what you want. First step Next, how do you want to feel? This was really important to me. I really wanted to feel, I really wanted to feel like empowered in my life and like I had control in my life. Like I was in charge of my life, which I definitely am. Um, You know, I can control my emotions, my actions. And when I was drinking, I was so out of control. My, I, I didn't know what was going to happen when I drank. I was either going to curl up in the fetal position or I would turn into uh, Macho Man Randy Savage and be throwing chairs and like swinging across the bar on chandeliers. I literally didn't know. I was so out of my own body and my own mind and my own emotions. So think about how you want to feel. That's really, really, a really good question. Also, who do you want to be? Like, how do you want to show up in the world? How do you want to be remembered? How do you want your friends, if they were writing a dating profile for you, how would your friends describe you? And how would you want them to describe you, right? How would you want to show up for the people that you love? So how, how do you want to be? How do you want to move through this world? And the last question is, where do you need to put in work? What areas of your life do you feel could, could, could you deserve um, a little extra love and attention? What areas in your life do you need to put in the work? I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. 
Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com ASGG. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. And then figure out how alcohol plays into all these questions and all these areas of your life. Is it helping or is it hindering? So that's kind of how I got started on my sobriety journey. And let me tell you, it took me a couple of years to come around at 10 to be exact. (laughs) I'm a slow learner. Please, for the love of God, don't wait 10 years 
Listen to your body and your mind and emotions. <laughs> but 10 years, it took me 10 years to actually see the value in my sobriety. And let me tell you, four years of stone cold sobriety, I can't begin and I don't mean to be cheesy. I don't want to be that girl. Um, I can't begin to tell you how grateful I am for the person and the woman that I am today and that I am becoming tomorrow. It is truly night and day because the sober me has made all these really amazing life decisions that have put me on this path that I am now. The, the drunk me or, you know, before drinking Jessica would never in a million years make these choices for myself because I made a lot of change and change is scary. And someone who is using drugs or alcohol or other unhealthy coping me mechanisms, to them change is a red flag. That is like a huge no-no. That is too much effort, too much for us. It's never going to work out. So don't even fucking bother. Don't even think about it. It it just will, would never happen. If I was drinking, I would never in a million years be where I am today and be the person that I am today. So I have to say, I as cheesy as it sounds, I really owe who I am today and who I am going to be tomorrow to my sobriety. Um, and I'll give you an example of those choices. You know, I, I was kind of holding on to my life in LA. I, I really thought it made me special. I felt special. I felt different. You know, saying that I'm from LA, I thought, you know, it, it made me a special person. I think we all want to feel special and appreciated and, and different to some degree, right, in our lives. We want to feel important. And, you know, hanging on to LA, and that was such an accomplishment for me because I am from Vancouver, Canada. So being a Canadian and, and being able to live in America for so long and getting... Um, a work visa for the amount of time I did was a real accomplishment. It was, you know, something to be proud of. And I really used it. I just, I just really held on to it. I kind of identified with that. I used it as something to make me feel really good. I'm not saying that this is bad or wrong. It's, it's just kind of, you know, how I thought about life and my current circumstances. So when I, you know, kind of considered moving back to Vancouver, I, for a split second there, you know, I kind of thought of it as a defeat. You know, like I was going back to Vancouver with my tail between my legs kind of thing. But I really wasn't. I I was sober. I think I was about almost two years sober living in LA. And, you know, when you change and when you grow and you expand as a person, your needs change as well. It's only natural. So LA just wasn't 
fitting my needs as a person. It just wasn't helping me to grow and expand the way I wanted to. And I really wanted to, you know, um, if you listen to the values um, episode, I really wanted to cash in on those values that I've I've deemed important in my life. So that included family, uh, being around support and love from my family. And it was, it's a little bit hard to do when, you know, you're a two and a half hour, three hour plane ride away. Um, so I really wanted to focus and rebuild those connections with my family, with my brothers, who I really didn't know at all. Uh, because we grew up in different different countries. And of course, my mom. I really wanted to get closer to my mom, not just when she came to visit, but you know, really have a solid relationship. And that's what I came to here to do. I came to uh, to find those things. And I just really love Vancouver. It's a, a bit of a slower kind of um, pace of life, I guess. <laughs> it, it's it's differently a little friendlier, let's say. You know, not everyone is interested in what you can do for them kind of situation. Whereas LA is a little transient. Um, I definitely felt like I was living um, on an Instagram reel because I was. I was living in West Hollywood and it wasn't really a community. It wasn't like a neighborhood kind of thing. So that was what I was really craving. And, you know, drunk Jessica would wouldn't have done this. She wouldn't have uh, moved again. She wouldn't have gone back to her hometown. But here I am. And I am so, so grateful that I made this decision. Um, you know, uh, I really also focused on my business. A Sober Girl's Guide is my baby. Who knew? I would never in a million years think that staying true to something that I felt so passionate about would bring me such success. And I'm not talking about monetarily. I'm talking about just this feeling of going to bed every night and just feeling so excited and and grateful. And, you know, I read every, every message, every email, every direct message. And I just feel like this is really important. And this is how... I want to be remembered. I want to, you know, I want people to know that this is really important. And who thought that, you know, sobriety would be the new cool hip thing or new trend, if you will. But um, it is. And I'm really excited and I feel really grateful that I get to make it fun. You know, self-help doesn't have to be so daunting and scary and gray. Um, I really wanted to focus recovery and sobriety and, and really shine happy lens on it because it is a positive thing. Yes, it's hard. Oh my God, this any change is hard. Anything is hard, especially when you're literally feeling like you're going against the grain and swimming upstream. But I want I want everyone to know that it 
it's doable. It's totally doable. And the return of investment, girl, girl, let me tell you, it is tenfold, if not a hundredfold. It is so great. This investment in yourself and your future and your life and your well-being is incredible. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some hard days. Shit, there's some hard weeks. There are some hard freaking months. But so is life. Like, life is just like that. You know what's harder, though? When you're hung over as fuck and you're trying to deal with life. That sucks. That is not how life is supposed to be. Um... I'm not saying it's going to be all roses and daisies and butterflies, but shit, it sure as hell doesn't mean to be hangovers and heartburn and hell on wheels and just a dumpster fire. Because <laughs> that's definitely what life was like before. So I am I really have to give a shout out to my four years of sobriety and I just never thought I would be here. I never thought that I would have the people in my life that I do. Um, I never thought that I would have this career. Um, A little update on the career section. Um, People have, I guess, been really loving that uh, you can build really kick-ass communities and brand culture online especially with COVID, you know, everything went online. And so I have also been helping other people, other sober entrepreneurs, if you will, um, and other nonprofits to help spread their message online and spread their brand and, and build their culture and community online. So it's really rewarding to help others you know do what I have done Um, and they're definitely reaping the benefits because I have gone through all the trial and error for them so they get the best of the best it's fun Um, so it's really interesting and I never thought I would be this person you know it's it's definitely like a little bit of a businesswoman it's like marketing branding computers tech all the stuff and storytelling, of can't forget the storytelling, I love storytelling, but everything that I love and have stood for and really found passion in, I've been able to turn this into a career. And again, I would never have done this if I was not sober. It has literally opened up like chambers in my brain and in my heart to be able to fully expand and and do this. And so I just, I'm really just kind of blown away. Like this fourth year of sobriety, man, what a difference a year has made. Holy crap. Um, And I think definitely, you know, approaching it, like I said, In the beginning, I thought I was so shit hot. Year three, and I think it touched me, and it's all good. Um, Definitely a little bit humbler this time time around. Um, 
And I just, I just really got to give up the gratitude and kind of give up the control. I don't know about you, but I think in my, my old age, (laughs) in my older, you know, getting, just moving up through the numbers, shall we? Um, I really have connected to a higher power, like fully. You know, I was kind of spiritual-ish because it was like fun and interesting and sometimes I'd get like some cool answers and tarot cards and such. But when I say higher power, I mean kind of giving up and giving up that control to something bigger than me taking that weight off your shoulders and knowing that you can control every single thing is so freaking relieving. It is like, oh, I don't have to do every single thing in this world? Cool, 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 cool. Um, it, that in itself I find actually really empowering and humbling and I think that's what, um, this is what the fourth year is about for me. Yep. I am giving it up to God. And God can be anything. I definitely think God is um, my dog, Ross, because he knows all and can do no wrong. Um, And he's constantly judging me, which is another story, another episode. Um, Anyways, uh, but Ross is just embodies, you know, a higher playful power, I guess. Um, So this fourth year, wow, I am just so humble and grateful. And I think another thing that has really turned a page for me is really grounding myself and really being true to who I am. I think last year I was definitely, I was definitely uh, rocking the boat or being rocked, shall we say, um, about my morals and values. And that was kind of put into question. And it affected me, of course, very deeply because I never, you know, want to disappoint or I never want to hurt anyone ever but in the same time I really need to stand in who I am and really look at myself and really know who I am at the end of the day um I think something that's that's really interesting and I I heard uh someone's I can't remember who of course now it's fleeting my mind but um Something along the lines, and please don't let me butcher this, but something along the lines of people can only, people only perceive you through the lens of of their wounds, right? So, you know, we all are triggered or, or take things in a lens that, that really shows our wounding and our, and our, you know, our level of healing. And so if you kind of let that affect you and really don't know who you are and how solid you are with yourself, 
of course, anything anyone's going to say, you're going to take personally and you're going to be rocked by it. Um, so I think this year has really made me ground down and really stay true to who I am as a person and really put in roots of who I am and who I, I want to be as, a, as a, a woman going forward. Anyways, so four years of sobriety, 120 episodes of Sober Girls Guide podcast. I just want to thank you so much for being a part of this community, for listening along to me babble on, um, and also listening to our really fantastic guests on here. I'm really, really grateful to be able to share this space with some absolutely amazing humans in and around the so the sobriety and recovery community. So thank you so much for listening. I couldn't do this without you. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us some feedback. We love to hear your comments about the podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Sober Girl's Guide. And please do yourself a favor and check out asobergirlsguide.com. We keep this site lock, stocked, and loaded for you at any point of your recovery. I actually just put up a blog about how to celebrate your recovery, your sober anniversaries, and your recovery milestones. And we also have incredible Sober Girl merch. Get yourself a Sober Girl crew neck and wear it loud and proud, baby. Uh, Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.